Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's raising the vibration. Right here on the Live Paranormal Radio Network, please join us live at liveparanormal.com and on all of our syndicates, iheartradio.com, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, the list goes on and on and on. So thrilled to be a part of all of these families, especially the iheartradio.com family. Um, This show is an outreach of my nonprofit movement of peace, love, kindness, and unity, which is RaisingTheVibration.org. I founded the show in 2018 after my mom's passing, so to carry on her teachings, both spiritual and humane. And this is where I gather friends from the entertainment world, the spiritual world, the give-back world, to kind of bring everybody together into one place. Um, this show is about passion. It's about creativity. It's about uh, give back, service. Basically, what are you doing to make the world a better place? And what are you doing to inspire others to do the same? That's really the the base of what this show is about. Um, You'll hear people from all different walks of life that I love and adore and admire uh, talking about why they do what they do and how that plays into making the world a more beautiful, loving enlightened, evolved, and wonderful place. My guest today is coming up such a that she's a wonderfully talented songwriter and performer and musician and all-around wonderful person. And watching her perform live is a kind of spiritual event. It's like a church. And, uh, and that's why she's here. Um, my wonderful guest today is the amazing Sean Wiggins, and I can't wait to have her here. I'm Sheena Metal. I'm your host. I'm at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com, and as you know, I'm a psychic medium, an interfaith minister, a 27-year talk radio host, an artist in my own right, and um, I love to have wonderful people on this show. Let's welcome Sean to the show. How are you, my friend? It's good to have you here. Hi there. Can you hear me? Nice to see you. Yeah? Nice to, nice to see you through the, uh, through the, the ether waves. <laughs> waves. <laughs> nice. What did, I, what did I just say? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. It's good, to be, it's good to have. It's been a long time since you've done. This is the first time I've had you with me on the air since COVID. Yeah. I, I, I call everything BC or, you know, PC. Right. Are, we, are we PC now, post-COVID? Post-COVID. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I saw you the other night at a fundraiser perform, and you were wonderful. And I was thinking that's the first time I've been with that many people in a room or even outdoors in a space since COVID. And I thought, mm, is this okay? I think I spent the whole weekend in Palm Springs thinking, mm, is this okay? Should I be doing this? But you know what? I did. So you pay your money and you take your chance, as my mama used to say. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I've kind of been playing 
during, you know, I've been playing solidly for the last year, believe it or not. So I do. I've, I've been putting, I've been my, I've put my toe into the, uh oh, this could be go wrong. But I have, I have been without the COVID. That's nice. So you're basically like the people like me that boldly touch the shopping cart pre-COVID and go, this is how I'm building my immune system. <laughs> yeah, I actually would rub it up and down, you know, to really just <laughs> solidify my immunity. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's used to say, right, pre-COVID, that people that were like hand sanitizing everything were actually hurting their immune system. So I would just grab that shopping cart with my bare hands and walk on the wild side. But um, but we don't know, especially as performers, right? When are we supposed to wear the mask? When are we not supposed to wear the mask? I've been doing my um, spiritual service, my church service, interface service since, um, well, straight through, but since March of 2020 in the building with just five people, just my people that are actually involved in the service. And um, still, a year in, they started making me wear a mask just to do that in sort of show of solidarity of masks. Now, because the, the uh, Omicron got so bad, that variant got so bad, they literally had no one to run my shows. So now I do it from home. And I'm like, do I still need to wear the mask in a show of solidarity? Or is it okay that I'm basically sitting in my girlfriend's office by myself? In your sweats and, you know, drinking a margarita. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That's the best way to deliver the messages of the Lord, don't you think? Yeah. I don't, I don't wear the mask. I never wear the mask on camera because I just think I don't – I understand the idea of it, but I also think it's, it's real hard for people to feel you when you're so that. You know what I mean? Did you have to perform yeah. in it? Oh, no, there's no way I could. I would simply have to um, put it on when I walked off stage. Okay. All right, because I saw people performing in mass, and I thought I would die. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't show up. That just isn't a workable situation. I mean, okay. and, and it's, right. not against, said, it's, not against, it's not against the place. It's just I can't sing through a mask. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I have to tell you, though, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I get it, I'm, and it makes me extremely claustrophobic. I said the same yeah. thing about church. I'm like, I cannot, I cannot do an entire service with a mask on. But then one day I got yeah. there, and the service was starting in like 10 minutes. And they were like, guess what? You're putting on the mask. Like, they didn't give me any warning because they knew I'd say no. <laughs> and I actually got through it and didn't die. So it, it was kind of okay. I'm sure it looked and sounded awful, but um, I lived. But it's, um, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of having my face covered in any way. No, I'm I'm a little claustrophobic, so I, I have to breathe. You know, like when you sing, you really, I have to take in giant breaths, you know, so it, it would be, it, it just wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't well, take in the breath. I'm kind of an aggressive singer, yeah. so I'm an aggressive breather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an aggressive breather when I talk, I think. I think I just naturally <laughs> take in big breaths even when I speak. Um, yeah, right, I, um, right. I, I admire you for going out and providing entertainment in a time when so many people are fearful of everything. So I, I yeah. think kudos to you because people still need entertainment, right? 
they still need that feeling that everything is normal even when everything is not normal. Yes, because usually entertainment includes people gathering with their friends and loved ones, however they were able to do that. So usually entertainment means you also have camaraderie, unless I was doing it online, you know. Right, and you did that. It was great for a while, and, of course, your parent was the star of the show. Oh, my God. He's just the star of my house. Yeah. People always ask me, do you have a – yeah, do you have a bird? And I forget that he's even there because I'm so used to his I sound. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah, funny. You know what? Um, we have one, too, and he is he is such a star. Um, he just naturally is so funny. And birds have the most interesting little personalities, right? They're, they're just the oh strangest little yeah. thing. I love your bird. Your bird is gorgeous. Isn't he beautiful? So I'll tell you a story. So I'm, I'm, when, we first, when I first started coming to visit my girlfriend two years ago, he and I, like, have a thing from another life. Like, we got a thing. And he's kind of in love with me, and he won't stay away from me. So he started learning how to come. When his cage was open, he would walk through the house and find me. So I'm on the phone with a, a spiritual client, right? And she's crying, and she's upset, and, she, and I see him walk in the room. And I think, well, okay, he's just walking the room. He's never, he's never going to get – I'm sitting on the bed. He's never going to get up on the bed because he's too little and his wings are clipped. Well, there was a pair of my girlfriend's jeans kind of hanging over the back of the bed. So he climbs up the jeans, and I see his little face coming. And the client is going to talk about the suffering of life and the misery of life. He crawls up me, crawls up my arm, crawls over to the phone, leans into the phone and says, Hey, baby, what are you doing? She starts freaking out. She said, oh, my God, is there a weird man in your house? And I'm like, well, <laughs> yes, there is, but he's three inches high. Um, so that was, isn't that hysterical? He was just going to have some big convo with her. Yeah. So now oh my, he, just wanted, he just wanted to help. Don't you have a cat? I do. Yeah. Now so he can cat. walk around the house and the cat won't kill him? No, the cat is fascinated by him. They are like really bizarre <sighs> friends. They kiss, and um, the cat kisses him. She also kisses the pit bull. He also kisses the pit bull. The cat kisses everyone. Wow. Yeah. In the, in the beginning, he didn't like it. Blue didn't like Colin because he was big. But they're kind of getting used to each other, and they're kind of becoming friends. And he loves the dog. He'll walk right up to the little pit bull and lean right up to her and kiss her on the face. This little bird beak just pops her on the nose. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is so, we all so cute. Together. Yeah, they're all really I, cute. What, Animals well, kind of are, make everything better. Amen. Amen. I just go pick up a, one of the cats when I'm feeling down. <laughs> right? And, it, and it, I yeah. would say that this, this cat is who's my emotional support animal. And, you know, he's a little Aries like us. He turned one on Monday. He's an Easter Sunday baby. And he is Ooh. the, like, most loving little Aries dude that just wants everyone to get along and everyone to be friends. And um, he loves the, the dog. Is She's, uh, like, 75 pounds probably. He's his best friend, <laughs> and they play all the time. And um, oh, everyone I, loves that. So he's like a little dog, kind of. Oh, I love it. I love it. My cats yeah. would eat my bird. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So, so, so where does the bird stay in his cage? Yeah, but he's got multiple cages. So when I'm in my office, he has his office cage. And then when he, we're in the living room, he has his living room cage. And I take him out and give him love, you know, and keep the cats away. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we were worried about it. But he does, he does have um, – uh, Cullen has one of those high, you know, cat towers that they climb on. And he likes to sit yeah. in the little crow's nest at the top because it's right across from the bird. I always say it's his, it's his annual boxy pass to bird live on stage because he's just fascinated <laughs> with everything the bird does. Every little move Bird makes is, like, utterly fascinating. So, yeah, we all, we all get along here. It's, it's, it's sort of a thing, and I think it's – and we've had him since he was three days old, so it's not like he didn't grow up with everybody around him, you know? Right. That's, that's, the way that's probably Even why. When they're three days old, it's, it's amazing. When they can just – then they become, like, just little spiritual elves. Yeah, my cats, I, I – I joined this cat family, so they were okay. all when they when they lived with moved in with when I moved in with them, so to speak. They are fourteen, so they're not they're they're sort of set in their okay. feline ways. <laughs> they're, they're, they live the life of birds are food. <laughs> exactly. Right. See, and this was a no feline house too, and I and I brought a feline into it, so I I'm the opposite. Oh, I, I okay. Took a no cat house and made a house full of crazy cat ladies. Because <laughs> now everybody loves the cat. Well, animals have a magic to them, right? I mean, I think if people could just tap into that inner zenness that most animals have, a lot of people would be a lot happier. I agree. Uh, I, I completely agree. I really do use my cats for uh, bolstering, bolstering my mood. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, it's, like I mean, it's that. a real yeah. thing. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went. Yeah, because I went through a phase when I was in a very uncomfortably bad relationship where I had a lot of anxiety in the middle of the night, which is not me. I usually sleep great. And when I first got my cat Molly, who just passed at eighteen. I would literally, like, get up in the middle of the night, put my hand on her, and pass out in five seconds. I used to laugh that she had a Valium in her, that she was partially made of Valium. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And this one is just like a little emotional support. Yeah. I would go right to sleep as soon as I touched her. Oh, that's amazing. I know that. Well, I definitely think dogs and cats feel your energy and when you're happy or you're sad. And for some reason, any animal I've had taps into sadness, particularly wanting to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah I think, right. I agree. Wanting to help with whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I think that as artists, where we tend to kind of be all over the place, and we're spending a lot of our time healing people. I mean, when you play to a big crowd, right, in, inadvertently you're picking up some of the energy from some of those people because you're going there. Uh, inadvertently. In place. <laughs> it's not even inadvertent, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going in there to play music, and you're coming in a very open way, which you have to be to perform, and all these people's right. energies are kind of get so you need something to clear it out afterwards. And I think that's the lovely thing about animals is they're like a spiritual palate cleanser. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, you sort of hit on something that I've been going through today where I, I feel like I, I sort of fill up where I just yeah. don't have any more bandwidth. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yes. Because yeah. I get, I get exactly a, a lot is. of, you know, a lot of influx of, of information and energy and, you know, it's, it's a lot, you know, and I'm the one who mm-hmm. gets it all. Nobody else in the band because I'm the, I'm the leader. <laughs> I'm the one who goes out well, and you're... talks to everybody, which is what I love to do. So it's part of what I do. Right. So. Well, you're the one that's open. I mean, you're the one that's open in that way. And, and you have to stay that open. That kind of vulnerability is what makes you so accessible when you perform and what people love so much. But it also is kind of hard to be you. You know, after my mom died, I developed uh, intermittent uh, atrial fibrillation. I always say that my heart broke until my heart broke. And the first time right. that I went out to do one of my big improv shows with 200 people, um, I was on the red carpet. Uh, beforehand didn't even get to the show yet and I went into AFib and had to go to the hospital and it had never occurred to me before that before my before I had a medical condition that happened when my chi got too drained that being around all those people was extremely draining because people come up and they want hugs and they want to talk and some of them know they're siphoning out energy some of them don't know some of them are wonderful and put energy back into you but a lot of people that are in crisis will just siphon energy out of you, and it takes its toll on your physical being sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think it's it happens. something that I – say that? Go ahead. I said, go on. No. no, go ahead. You think it happens? I, said, I think it happens just when you perform because you're there and you're open, and as you're getting the messages from spirit, right, that it's part of the creativity – their energy is coming down the pipeline and sucking out. But then I think the part afterwards where you have to talk to everybody and it's like one-on-one and they're stacked up to talk to you, that's when I think it's even more intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, I go away from gigs very, very spent, and it's not just singing. <laughs> so right. And I think, and I think, I wonder if it's also with getting older, the people that I'm singing to are older and it's, it's like there's bigger, bigger things going on. It's not, you know, my boyfriend dumped me that I was with for a week and a half, you know, right. <laughs> or that, that dress, I decided I didn't like that dress that I bought and I spent $30 on it, you know, $50, on, you know, you know what I mean? It's like right. the problems have to do with like retirement and medical and, you know, what am I going to do? And yeah. you know what I mean? It's like these problems yeah. are bigger. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've gotten to the point where, and this sounds so awful, but because I hadn't been out in so long. And so what my mama used to call my people skills are like not what they were. When I go to a a place like we were at Friday night when you performed, I kind of have to sit and suss out the energy and sort of find a way to sort of be on the same wavelength with it and kind of make peace with it. Um, Yeah. Because I get funky you know I get um it's it's a lot sometimes and I have to sort of suss out like what folks I need to sort of keep a distance from 
because it's going to be too much until I get used to being around big groups of people again. And it's funny because I could feel it. That night somebody came up and talked to you after the show, and I could feel that there was a huge energy drain going on, and I thought, oh, God, I remember those days, and I know I'm going to have to do it again. But it had been nice with COVID to have had a little bit of a break from that because I think I just needed a break from always being pulled in 50 directions energetically, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I got, I definitely, I got a break during COVID cause you know, I couldn't go anywhere, but um, it seems like it came on full force, you know, when we got back cause everybody was inside and it, you know, everybody's excited to be out and sharing and, and involved and you know it's it's just it's not necessarily negative it's just a lot it's like we're free (laughs) yes yes I agree and that's wonderful yeah and and also I think and I could feel this a lot Friday night is that interesting having not been out that much um, I was very aware of how many people are very very lonely and you must feel a lot of that too because I think people sometimes you know who follow whatever it is, a musician, a television show, uh, something that they're really into, a psychic, there's usually a certain amount of loneliness there and the the look to connect to something. And and that that they don't mean to be draining, but sometimes for people who are empathic and open and also performing, it it can be a lot. So I'm I'm glad that you have a way to take care of yourself. I think you need to find a, a cat that just wants to be tucked under your arm in the car on the way home. (laughs) <laughs> seriously yeah 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 it's I think it's also just that you know those kinds of events are a lot of single people so yeah, yeah. you know so, so single events are a little are they're a little lonely <laughs> because they're trying not to be so <laughs> so but it was it sure was fun and it sure it sure was nice to see your face and it turned into a a fabulous event and everybody was happy was a and a good time event. was had by all. Oh my god, what? it was a wonderful event. It was a beautiful event. It was a beautiful night. Yeah. It was wonderful to be outside and um I love places that the planes fly right over because I, I don't really like to be in planes, but I like to see planes from the outside. And I love when they fly when over really flew low. Over, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the best. Yep, yeah, that was a serious plane. How do you keep yourself emotionally and spiritually healthy when you're giving that much of yourself that many numbers? Well funny this conversation is happening today because I'm having a not so fabulous emotionally emotional day but normally I am no it's okay you know it's part of life but um you know normally I'm absolutely I'm on it and it's mostly um that I you know I, I in the mornings I usually do um some affirmations and you know sort of setting up goals reaffirming goals um just sort of becoming one with myself you know to sort of greet the day and um that always helps it's it's huge and i've found that those affirmations have really helped me in my career and and in keeping me positive so Mm -hmm. kind of 
you know, I'm trying to, to create some more. I was doing 250 gigs a year before COVID. And uh, I, I had to, I have to stop that because it's just too, too draining on too many levels. (laughs) And, uh, and I have other things I'm doing. So I'm not just gigging. I'm writing and I'm getting songs into film and TV and I'm working with a bunch of different people and all of that takes time. Right. So uh, I don't I don't have the time to do five gigs a week. So, um, right. so you know, it's just sort of I've been just trying to sort of it, it gets hard when you when you do a lot of stuff and you don't see an immediate result. Um, yes. You know, like so. You know, I, it's it's a work in progress for me of trying to figure out how to you know, as it has been for my whole professional life because being a musician is not necessarily rewarding monetarily it's very rewarding spiritually at times and crazy rewarding because of the relationships I've created with people and the amount of people that I've met who have become good friends and you know I feel rich so rich in my friendships and my the people in my life Um, but you know even that gets tiring you know, I have how many people are like texting me saying, uh, when are you playing blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I do have a website <laughs> because right. when you ask me that question, I'm actually going to my website to look and see when I'm playing there. <laughs> it's funny. Right. Yeah. I, I think that so, it's, um, yeah, I think people don't understand it. And I think it's, and you know, we're moving into the spiritual world a lot and, and opening my spiritual practice in my 2018 it's not any different, right? It's still letting people know when you're doing this, letting people know when you – it's still hustle. And I think that um, yeah. there's never not going to be a time where there's not going to be hustle, and sometimes right. it all just seems very exhausting. Um, most of the time I'm all about it, and I hustle, hustle, hustle. But every once in a while I'm like, wow, I had to really hustle. It's interesting because my girlfriend is a therapist, but she's been doing it. She had a practice for 30 years. So she pretty much, you know, opens her voicemail and there's more clients than she knows what to do with. Um, so when we first got together, I think it was interesting for her to see how much of what I have to do promotion-wise and website-wise and goes into making sure that I have clients, I have listeners, I have viewers, I have whatever it is I need to have. You know, and it, it takes yep. a lot of your day. A, a lot of people – Go to work, punch a clock, go home, and that's their day. And when you are an artist and you're essentially, you know, um, in service as a healer, right, it's, your day just doesn't end with that. And I think that right. um, don't realize sometimes, you know, sometimes I wonder what would it be like to go to a nine-to-five job and then get home and, and plan something I want to, you know, I'm going to build a deck on my backyard or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever the story is. <laughs> Um, I don't seem to have right. that life. I seem to have a life where I'm co- it's constant hustle. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's it's seven days a week, so it's yeah. You know, you fit you fit little moments of those building the deck, but that's you know I've got about forty five minutes, not an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Which is why both my homes need to be remodeled because um, my life is always about. Uh, Oh, I'm going to remodel that house today, but wait, today I have clients. And then it, I go in the other, I'm like, squirrel, and then I'm off in the other direction. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Right. And, you know, I talk to my friends about this that are healers, and they have a really hard time with it sometimes. And I say, I know it's hard because some people come to this life and they only have to worry about their own stuff, like their own obstacles and their own goals and their own lessons to be learned, and that's, they can wear their little knee cam on their forehead, and it's all they have to worry about. But then some of us come <laughs> to be healers, and we have to do all the healing work, but we also have to deal with our own stuff, so it's almost like we're cramming two lives into one. Right. Right. Yeah, it can it's sometimes a, it's, be a it's, lot. Yeah, juggling and a juggling act. Like last night I found myself working on the melody of a song that I'm for like about an hour when I should have been sleeping. <laughs> you know, so it's like, wait, I have this time. I'm lying here in bed doing nothing. <laughs> right, right. So. Exactly. And and isn't that nice? But still, it's 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 not, I think, how the majority of people live. And um Right. I consider it a blessing almost all the time until every once in a while. It's a, you know, because we're both Aries, right? Everything's a fantastic new day um, almost every day. 99 days, and on the 100th day, it's like a super meltdown. Yeah. Yeah, my meltdowns aren't little. <laughs> no. No, it's, that's yeah. what I said. It's a, it's a super meltdown. Yeah, it takes a lot yeah, to yeah. get me there. But then i got to exactly. kind of pull myself through it. I'm sorry you're having one of those right now. I, I had one of those for pretty much the whole month of March. So I know I Ooh. know what it feels like. I, this is a very challenging time now with being in a Pluto return. Um, it's really kind of bringing out the, the, the best in positive people and the worst in negative people. But then, unfortunately, positive people have to deal with negative people. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a, it's a whole lot. Yeah. And the, this usually doesn't. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine. You know, it's I, I can't complain. I'm 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 lucky. I mean, I'm I'm having one of the busiest. I am being offered so many gigs that I can't. That's awesome. I can't even. I I have to turn. I just had to turn down like I don't know, probably 15 gigs. You know, it's. I I've I've never been sort of in this position where people ask me, um, do you have any dates? And I. I'm funny, me. Well, I've got a two. I've got this Saturday in April. I've got this Sunday in August, and I've got this this Friday in November. And they just go, "I'll take it." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, but that, so my but whole that year, my whole year is booked. Oh, it's amazing. But I'm, I mean, I'm blessed. Wonderful. I'm blessed. I mean, that's so wonderful. Well, it's because of the quality of performer that you are, but I think it's also because of your heart. You know, I really think that, especially since COVID now, we're really starting to suss out people's energy a lot more than we did. I think um, whether we like it or not, the whole COVID experience has given, uh, it's opened up people's empathy a lot more. So now people are feeling yeah. people as much as they're seeing them and hearing them and listening, you know, um, smelling them, whatever the story is, we're, our sixth sense has really grown since COVID. And I think you bring with you like a really good energy that people need. And so it doesn't surprise me that you're booked for the whole year. I think that's such a wonderful problem to have. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, and I'm booking less. So it's like, I'm not giving all the dates. I'm not opening them all up. So good for you. It's, it's definitely, it's a more of a position of power, which, is a nice place to be as a musician booking gigs because that's not usually where you are, you know. So 
No. Well, and you're fortunate to have uh, music in films and in television, right? Because then your your energy goes out and does its thing, but your physical body doesn't have to be as exhausted by it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot in writing songs, but you don't. I, it's the driving. It's all that driving that is just that yeah. gets tiring. Like if if I didn't have to have drive the amount I drove, it would it would be a way easier situation but um i'm also one of these musicians who i won't overbook an area like i won't play twice in the same city in a weekend and because i don't think it's fair to the place i'm playing and and growing up you know being the the hollywood girl that i was and you know me you booked me and you i know that when you booked me you said i don't want you playing you know a week before a week after in the area. Yeah. And that makes sense. I never said that. You know, so but I probably should have. Never said that to people, but I probably you should have. You should have. You should have. Everybody probably. else did. So you were the you were the only one who yeah. didn't. But um um then but I try, you know, I, I, I just make the effort to not to not do that. So that makes my booking that makes my driving a lot. <laughs> Cuz I'm all over the place. Yeah. So, and it's exhausting. I don't um, think people realize, I mean, just, just trying to live between my two places that I live and figure out what's there and what's there and what needs to be moved back and forth, just hauling the bag with all your computer stuff and phones, and it's exhausting. <laughs> I can't even imagine doing the uh, back and forth between Orange County and, I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a drive. It's a lot. And, it's a lot. Yeah, but, but that, it's okay. It was great during COVID. It was like 35 minutes. I was never so happy. And, and even now, the traffic is not, not as bad as it has been. You hit patches, Good. but it's not overall as bad. I think we're still not. I think a lot of people are telecommuting now, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah. So are you doing your, your services? You're doing them online, not in person? No, now I'm you're, doing them from home. I, I never did them in person. Home. I did them um, from the church with no congregation um, for okay. uh, up until January, from March of 2020 until December of last year, and then January, February, okay. March, and this month. Uh, so far, I'm doing them like this. And I, it may stay like this. I don't know what's going to happen. It may just exactly right. stay like this. I, I don't – I'm starting to think now of – finding a little space where I could bring in some music and actually just do the whole thing as, as alive as I'm doing it now on social media, but do it from a little space where I could bring in guests and do some different things or using a different software where I can bring people in as guests um, and just kind of growing it. Cause I don't know that I'm, they're ever going to want me to, to go back. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just take the orders as they give them to me and I do whatever they want. I'm so flexible about everything now in my life. As long as, as long as work comes in and there's things to do the way it looks, I think COVID has made us rethink the way that we think everything in our lives is going to look, and that's okay with me. It doesn't need to be, you know. I just kind of live from minute to minute and let people tell me what's happening. That's, <laughs> that's great. Funny. Yeah, it's probably okay. That's because, great. You know, that's great. As, as an, as young Aries, I was a total control freak, as I think all young Aries are, and um, oh, yeah. never with anybody else in my life, just with my own life. I wasn't controlling with others, but super controlling with me. And a lot of that was anxiety, and a lot of that was just, I don't know, I was a super controlling little Aries. <laughs> now, 
I just don't care anymore. Now I just want to get through the day and smile, and I don't worry so much about how everything is, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's really a nice place to get to. (laughs) I'll tell you that it it gives me a lot less anxiety. Yes. Yeah, I have enough anxiety. I don't need more about anything else. I don't need to worry about things. And I think sometimes your feelings get hurt because I don't know about you, but I go into everything with this very open soul and open heart. And then humans get involved and it winds up being not the beautiful, wonderful, loving thing I thought it was going to be. When I was in my 20s and 30s, that was like soul crushing. But now I just kind of flow with like, okay, well, whatever. It is what it is now. And I learned to allow myself to set boundaries so I'm not so invested in it. And, um, right. you know, some people come at you like, you know, my mom was a Scorpio. She was wonderful with me because she grew me. But with other people, she would kind of come at it with like 30%. And then if you weren't a jerk, maybe you got 40%. And then if you didn't become a douche, you got 60%. And she slowly <laughs> opened up. I, I, I come at everybody with 150%. And then if you get weird, then I take it back a little bit and back a little bit. And that used to be very soul-crushing for me. But I just now have realized it's what it's like to deal with people, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's very – it's really interesting. It's kind of – I'm finding it's it's not – you know, at, at first as I was getting older, I wasn't so excited about it. And now I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm really thankful for some of these things because I don't care as much about – the the things I really should never have cared about. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like I don't That's care about things that are worth caring about. I care about those. But the shit that I was so worried about was just ridiculous, and, and I was very worried yeah. about it. It's very nice not to. Or be able yeah. to, like, no. go, okay, I need to let that go, and, and you can, as opposed to just being your airy self and taking it all in and wanting to make it right, and there's no way to do it, and you know. Right. Right. It's interesting because when we were sitting, I was sitting at that table at your gig, and I didn't know anybody at the table but my girlfriend. And one of the ladies was there, and she suddenly out of the blue brought up the Don Miguel Moriz's uh, Four Agreements, right? And um, she was talking about uh, what other people think of me is none of my business, which I think is the hardest one. That was the hardest one for me. And it, and it wasn't like um, I walked into a room and wanted people to think I was pretty or cool or any of that, but I always wanted people to think I was nice and like a decent person. And when people would get mad for no reason, I'm like, why is everybody mad? What's going on? I would think I had to jump into the middle of it and fix it. And right now, but then I had this really wonderful old, fantastic older actress friend who gave me this bit of wisdom and then literally the next week got this really bizarre illness and died very quickly, um, which I think is so strange that I got that little bit of magic from her and then she was gone. She said, sometimes wow. it's just them. Sometimes it's them. And, it, and I think about <laughs> that now, and I think, oh, yeah. You know what? It's, it's, everything's not my fault. It doesn't have to always be right. me because somebody has a problem. And I'm, not, even, I'm right. not supposed to fix it. I'm just supposed to fix me and help the people I can, but I don't have to be on this earth to fix absolutely everybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. But that's right. That's hard. Um, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and and it, and and it's good to have the boundaries. It's not a negative to have boundaries. It's a positive. And I think I used to think having boundaries meant I was being 
Hello? Yes, the same thing heard, me. Oh, yeah. Yes, I thought having boundaries yeah. meant that I was being like a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. Like a closed person. So, so yeah. I had to be I had to be open to everything that came at me. You know, every crazy thing, which I get a I get some pretty crazy things that come at me and it's like I can decide not take it in. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Which I is, think you have which to is also I think good. if you have a lot like you have or like I have where throughout your day you deal with a lot of people. Whether it's text, email, social media, phone calls, whatever it is, we have a lot of people come in out of our life every single day. And yes. you have to carve out time for you. There yeah. has to be a boundary where you carve out time for you. Because otherwise you can't do all the wonderful things that you need to do for the world that the world needs you for. Right. Right. You no, know? absolutely. Absolutely. I think, that's I think very a important. lot of people don't. It's, yeah, uh, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, how do you kind of stay happy and balanced and and eager to play every gig when you've got so much going on on your plate? Um, kind of, I mean, I've, I used to think all the time, like, I mean, my brain was going all every single second, including when I was trying to sleep. So Mm. I've somehow managed to, to quiet the inner chatter and, and that allows me to sort of be more present because when you're listening to the inner chatter, you, you're not really present. So I guess it's, right. it's really working on being present because that's how I can do it because I don't think about three hours from now. I don't think of yesterday. I'm just thinking about this, this moment right this second. And, as, and I'm not saying that I am perfect at this by any means, but it is really what seems to work the best is is living in the moment and you know then then you're not thinking wow I'm going to be really tired after I drive six hours and play for four hours you know you just don't think about it you think okay I'm on my way to Palm Springs you know and now I'm doing the gig and now I'm driving home and I'm going to bed and yay everything's great (laughs) you know yeah 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 if you if you take it that way yeah there is a beauty I think emotionally and spiritually in living in the now and not um not having to be worrying about what happened before, worrying about what happened like the next day. Because you, I realized, and I was the same as you, I, I, I was very much like that. Um, my recommendation to you at the time was you needed a cat that had Valium in her. Um, <laughs> I, I found that I was never enjoying now because I was always either worried about what had happened or worried about what was going to happen. And I wasn't ever really just living in the moment and enjoying the day. Right. And it was really starting to do so many hours of live radio to change me. Because you're doing live radio, it's mm. like you're doing a performance, right? You have to be in the moment at that moment. It drags you into the moment. Right. And just from spending all right. this time in the moment, I got used to being in the moment, and I realized I really liked it. Um, I don't want to regret things in the past. There are things that you think about and go, oh, but then you have to remember that it's all for a reason and for your growth and your learning. Um, I don't really worry that much about the future. Um, you know, when my mom died, we were so close that I thought I probably would die too. And then this miraculous thing happened. Oh. 
she died and I didn't die. And I was like, well, <laughs> what am I going to do now? I'm still here. And then was really giving, given messages from her after she passed and also from spirit, from source, about what to do with my life. And my life grew and expanded in all these beautiful ways that I think it probably would have earlier if I'd really been listening. Um, but I was right. so busy worrying about this and worrying about that. And then I realized that if I could survive my mother's death, um, I pretty much could survive anything. So now I don't worry so much about what's going to happen when I'm old or what's this or what's that. Cause you know, I don't have family and I don't have, um, you know, for many years I was single, so I didn't really have, I don't have kids. So there's not like a, anything that grounds me to the world except for my spirit family, my tribe, which is wonderful. Um, my chosen family. Right. Um, it, it just sort of took all that worry and pressure off of me that everything was just going to be okay. And I think when that happened, I lost that sort of desperation that I think got first ground into me in acting school, which was, you know, you have to take everything and put up with everything because it could all disappear tomorrow. You could lose it all tomorrow. And I just kind of let that go. And that really was like a giant uh, spiritual purge, I think, of not being so worried all the time of, when the next whatever was going to come. Right, right, which would be the future. That would be like concern, that sort of, how that would relate to the fear of the future. Exactly. The fear that the future will be nothing but a vast bastion of nothing. Yeah, I mean, I think, (laughs) yeah, I don't worry about that. So now that's helped me set boundaries. So now when things get crazy in my life and I realize this is a situation I really need to let go, I don't stop myself with this fear of, but if I let that go, what if I never dot, dot, dot again? Because now I know as long as I have me, I will always be able to provide whatever it is, work, income, content, opportunity for myself, and I don't need to be so worried that someone else is going to create it or co-create it with me, you know? Right, right. And and COVID, I think, kind of was really the final – because I lost everything during COVID. Everything I had went kaput except for my spiritual practice, and I had to start rebuilding. And I realized it was yeah. kind of easy to rebuild everything. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't really have to worry that this will all happen again, because if it does, more opportunity will come, and I'll just rebuild it. Yeah, that's uh, great. I'm Letting go of the I mean, fear of everything. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I guess I – that being in, being present, and then the whole ego conversation is also like those two things are probably the biggest sort of blocks to, to me. You know, like if I can live in the present, then I then I'm okay. You know, if I start thinking mm-hmm. about, or if I start thinking, you know, not worrying about what I have, what I don't have, my what I will have, what's happening tomorrow, what's happening yesterday, and 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 not being so focused ego wise which is very hard in this business mm-hmm. <laughs> you know to not be constantly taking things you know i have to let it go let things go not taking yeah. it personally or um yeah you know you know cuz i'm constantly putting putting stuff out into the world and saying, hey, do you want this song? And somebody says yes, or somebody says no. And they say no a lot, you know, just because that's the nature of this, of any business, uh, like a creative sort of situation is you, you got to throw it out there, throw it out there, throw it out there. And then, 
you know, you throw it out there a hundred times and you get five people who say yes and you've won. That's a winning number. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, you know, it's a totally a, a, a process of being, being pretty damn zen. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you got to be zen. And realizing that the things that are, did not come to you were not meant for you. And you're just waiting right. for more things that are. And, and trusting that the universe is going to provide those things and take care of you. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that includes work. You know, I think, I think there are people who kind of go, oh, I'm going to let the universe take care of me, and they don't do the, the work. Right. Because <laughs> right. there's work, right. you know, there's work involved. And, and um, you know, I talk, I talk to people who are waiting for, you know, this miracle to happen, but they're just sort of sitting watching TV and, you know, eating popcorn. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to have to get yeah, off I your never, couch. I never have understood that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even want to do that. All right. Let's, let's play your song really quick because I don't want to not get it in. Set it up for me, and then we're going to play this, then we'll come back and chat some more. So um, I had a big coup recently, uh, right before, the day before Valentine's Day, Young and the Restless played. I have uh, my songs playing regularly on Young and the Restless, and this was an actual featured song over a montage, so nobody was talking over me. And they played the entire song. And it's a syrupy, sappy, lovely love song. And this is actually a remix of the one that played on Young and the Restless. So this is the first time anybody is hearing this mix of this song. So that's special. wonderful. And it's, and it's called World Without You. I love that. All right, we're going to do this. This is Sean Wiggins' World Without You. Nobody's heard this on the radio. I love that story. I'll be back with Sean right after this.
It was beautiful, my friend. So gorgeous. What a gorgeous song. Thank you. Your voice Thank is you. It's, it's one of the most magical things in the world is your voice. <laughs> oh, thank you. That is so sweet of you to say. Yeah, I was thinking that, about that, that song is. You were singing, I was watching you. That just the magic that the energy that comes out of you is such a magic thing. And I think, um, I mean, maybe that's what we call star quality, right? Is the energy that comes out of somebody? But it's, I'm in awe of you, my friend. And I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, I, I, I. What you just said made my day. So thank you. <laughs> Um, the truth, but but that song um, seemed to hit a lot of people. I've never had the situation that happened, which was it played on the Young and the Restless, and I had I had five thousand Shazams in wow. two days or something. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm like that. That it inspired five thousand people to put their phone up in front of their TV and <laughs> find out who I was. Right. But I do that. Was, I was shazam pretty... the ever-living hell out of everything. If I, if I see mostly what I shazam are things I hear in soundtracks for movies and TV. Wow. I, I love that. I love it. I love that people do that. I wasn't, I mean, I've had some of it, but this was like, whoa, you know, it, it was, it was crazy. I, I mean, the sales that happened in, and the streams, there were, you know, 2,000 streams, 5,000 Shazams, you know, in like three days. It was wow. It was really cool. I, I really felt like I connected. I got messages from people I don't know, you know, telling me how they had a loved one who was dying of cancer and this song resonated oh. with them and they were just so thankful and or that they were getting married in two months and they wanted, they're going to play the song at their wedding. Would that be okay? You know, it was amazing. Yeah. That was funny because as I was listening to it, I was thinking if I ever get married, and we know that's probably a never because of me, but, you know, we also said that for you too, and then you did. Um, I, <laughs> I would have you come and perform live and play that. Oh, I would love that. So never say never. <laughs> never say never because that I, may happen. Absolutely. I mean, I, I really never say never because anytime I've said never, I've gone and done it. I mean, there's a couple things, you know, there, there's some horrible things I've thought, you know, thank God I never did that. But I'm, I'm talking things that aren't really dangerous to your health. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree so much. Honey, you're wonderful. Let's do this again soon. Where can people find you online? They can find me at SeanWiggins.com, which is S-E-A-N-W-I-G-G-I-N-S. And uh, Spotify, Apple Music, you know, any any music platform, I'm there. Thank you so much for and being thank- here, my friend. I adore you. Thank you, Sheena. I love you. I love you too, honey. Let's do this again soon. The wonderful Sean Wiggins, everybody. How about that? Isn't she something? And that song was beautiful. If you want more information, you can find me at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com for all your spiritual and uh, – paranormal and psychic needs and wants and you want to learn more about me and all the info on my radio show and my web tv talk show my video shows and everything is there as well also um social media everywhere at sheena metal and don't forget our wonderful host channel live paranormal radio network and iheartradio.com and google Podcasts and itunes and stitcher and podbean and podomatic and player 
Till I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always raise your vibration. I love you all, and I'll see you soon.